listening to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Hello and welcome back to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell, and this is episode 51. And we are at the end of 2021. Not a great year. Uh, Well, some good things happened, but uh, for the most part, for most people, not great uh, for various reasons. But uh, I wanted to be a little bit more upbeat, ending up the year here and looking into 2022 wanted to do a show that would be a bit more fun and um first off i want to send a shout out to uh my friend matt from movie melt because lately he's been doing these battle of the bands segments on his show and it reminded me that sort of the topic of those Battle of the Bands uh, segments is sort of a topic that I had been mulling around in my mind early on for a show to do at some point. And I'd sort of forgotten about it, but then he sort of, him doing that sort of reminded me. So what he's doing is he's putting two fictional bands or music artists against each other in a sort of Battle of the Bands. And these are, of course, music artists or bands from films. And it's like, you know what? There is so much material to sort of harvest from that idea uh, for a show, and I should get around to finally doing it. And so we have this big mega show we're doing here in this episode where I went through quite a few movies trying to find some nice stuff for you guys, and uh, I just kind of scratched the surface. It's going to be like a two-hour show, maybe a little bit more, and I just sort of scratched the surface. Uh, did a lot of research, um, did a lot of uh, work just trying to source some of this stuff, and some of the stuff's a little rough. Uh, some of the stuff is stuff that doesn't have, like, official uh, releases or whatever, right? And, of course... These are fictional artists played by actors on screen for the most part. In some cases, actual mu- it's actual musicians uh, playing characters. Um, in some cases, it's actual you know uh, professional musicians and stuff that you know about, like recording artists and and the, and the like, doing like the vocals, doing the music. Or it's more like in the production side of things, like um, just, you know, studio bands and stuff like that and and people behind the scenes putting these things together. Um, So I'm trying to give you the fictional character, the fictional artist, and as well a little bit of information on the people behind that as well. Um, So yeah, it was was a lot of notes, a lot of fucking notes. but yeah, we should just get into it. Uh, I don't want to talk too much. And so we're going to go chronologically here. I think I have 26 tracks or something like that for you guys this time out. 
So we're going to look at two tracks from 1970s Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, the Russ Meyer film. Uh, we got Sweet Talking Candyman and In the Long Run from that movie. And this is from the same band that has two different names in the movie. They start out as the Kelly Affair, and then they become the Carrie Nations. Um, so none of the actresses actually in the band do any of the playing or singing here. Um, this is uh, Lynn Carey and Barbara uh, Robison and Stu Phillips are the ones responsible for the music here. Uh, Lynn Carey was lead singer for Mama Lion and Robison was uh, a singer in Peanut Butter Conspiracy back in the day. And Stu Phillips is a composer of film scores and television series, theme music, um, conductor, record producer. Like You'll hear his stuff on like Simon King of the Witches, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, Battlestar Galactica, all versions of that show, at least the original uh, classic ones. Quincy, Medical Examiner, The Monkees, The Fall Guy, done tons of shit. Um, but yeah, we're going to start with that. And then we're going to look at two tracks from the movie Confessions of a Pop Performer from 1975. And this is a band called uh, Kipper. And really, this is all just studio, uh, you know, on the other end of things here, doing the music here. Uh, We've got Ed Welch, Dominic uh, Bugatti, and Frank Musker. Um just sort of doing all the music here, the writing, the music, etc. This is the second entry in the Confessions series of uh, sort of sex comedy films starring Robin Asquith, who uh, sort of looks a lot like Mick Jagger and... Um, uh, what's, what's the other guy? <laughs> um, holy fuck. Brian Jones? Is that it? Is that it? I, I, I'm blanking here. It looks like sort of looks like the love child of Mick Jagger and Brian Jones, and and it's actually a running joke in the film that he's sort of mistaken as Mick Jagger by people. Um, but anyway, Kipper is this sort of uh, sleazy proto punk band in the film, and there's a couple other bands in there as well. There's one act called the Climax Sisters, and uh, it's very uh, tongue in cheek kind of stuff. But yeah, we're going to listen to that, and then we'll come back for the next block of songs. Can 
forgot if I mentioned it or not, but the as far as the Confessions uh, series of films go, and they were fairly popular for their time, I guess, although not very well reviewed for, I think, obvious reasons, because they were all just sex jokes and nudity. Um, they're kind of the dirty version of the uh, Carry On series, in, in a way. Um, that was the only film in the series that had, like, four or five films in it in the 70s to actually spawn a soundtrack and on the soundtrack album there's actually some cuts from the first Confessions film too which I think is Confessions of a window cleaner or something along those lines there was a few of them anyway moving on now we have a uh, track here from a little known obscure film from 1977 called Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope convoluted title if you ask me Uh, no wonder no one's ever heard of it and from a composer that no one's ever heard of as well John Williams Um, but the band here and the track here is uh, Cantina Band blah 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 Uh, and the Cantina Band I don't know if they had a name when they started off, but they eventually had a name, you know, constant revisions of (laughs) the canon of the Star Wars films. Uh, The band's name is the uh, Figrin Dan and the Model Nodes. And this is the band of the, like, bald, penis-headed-looking aliens that are playing, like, space jazz. And I think in the, in sort of, like, the lore of it, it's called jizz space jizz or something like that like it's there's a bunch of in jokes like behind this stuff and it's like no wonder the aliens themselves look like fucking penises um it's all very filthy um so we're gonna listen to that and i think everyone knows that fucking piece of music etc etc Moving on, we're going to look at Cheese and Onions from The Ruddles from 1978. The Ruddles, of course, the uh, Beatles parody band uh, started by Neil Innes, who, of course, was associated with Monty Python. And the Ruddles were actually a real band, too, in a sense. You know, parody band. They started out as a Beatles parody before they even made the movie. And then they, of course, went on and carried on after the movie as well. Um, And it's uh, Neil Innes, Ollie Hassel, John Altman, John Halsley, Ricky Fatar. Um, 
Ollie Hassel did uh, Eric Idle's vocals and played lead guitar for the actual Ruddles movie. Um, and this Cheese and Onions is basically kind of an amalgamation parody of like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band for the most part. Like it, it's a day in the life. It's got a little bit of imagine, a little bit of mind games across the universe. And there's even like elements from I Am the Walrus. So it's, it's like later period Beatles. And it's kind of, like I said, an amalgamation of all those. So there you go. Cheese and Onions from the Ruddles. And moving on, we're going to look at Shamalama Ding Dong from 1978. This is from Animal House. Um, and this is Otis Day and the Nights. A uh, fake band, of course, but uh, it's uh, Lloyd G. Williams and Mark Davis behind the music here. The guy playing Otis Day in the in the actual movie is a, a man by the name of Dwayne Jesse. Um, the actual singer, though, is Williams, who uh, toured with The Temptations, Earth, Wind, and Fire, George Clinton, P-Funk All-Stars. Uh, in the 1980s, Dwayne Jesse actually purchased the rights to the band's name from Universal Studios and formed a real-life version of the band with some of his family members and toured the country for quite a while. Uh, and Jesse kind of assumed the identity of Otis Day and I guess was doing his own vocals at that point so there you go um, but so they recorded an album produced by George Clinton that came out in 1989 uh, called Shout uh, apparently it flopped um, but it had like updated versions of Shout and Shamalama Ding Dong which were the songs that Otis Day and the Nights play in Animal House. Uh, Mark Davis was the composer for this, this stuff, um, and he was also a composer on Cheech and Chong's next movie and Bustin' Loose and a few other things here and there. So um, Shamalama Ding Dong itself is kind of a uh, parody, kind of, of, you know, 60s soul songs and stuff like that, you know, uh, Motowny kind of stuff. And uh, I love it. I think it's pretty fucking great. And moving on to something somewhat similar in, in vain here. Um, the Blues Brothers, 1980. Of course, uh, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd is uh, Jake and Elwood Blues. We have first She Caught the Katie from the Blues Brothers. Uh, this is uh, by Taj Mahal and James Rachel. It's a blues standard. It was written by them. And the Katie refers to the Missouri, Kansas, Texas Railroad, basically. So if you caught the Katie, you were like hitching a ride on there or maybe buying a ticket on there. I don't know. I, I assume it's more like ah, we're just going to like hitch a ride for free. Um, and then we're going to see, see, we're going to listen to Everybody Needs Somebody to Love from the Blues Brothers. So at this point, I should mention that we've got John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, of course. Then there's the whole Blues Brothers band that appears on screen with them. And a lot of these people were all, well, they, actually, they were all professional musicians. Some of them were in the Saturday Night Live band. Of course, the Blues Brothers started out on Saturday Night Live and then became a real act and then went on. And even after, you know, Belushi died, Aykroyd brought in like John Goodman. And they've had sort of like a rotating lineup of uh, players and 
and stuff as the backup band. As far as everybody needs somebody to love, this is a song by Burt Burns, Solomon Burke, and Jerry Wexler. Solomon Burke recorded the original one. Uh, it was later covered famously by Wilson Pickett and the Rolling Stones. I think even... Um, Jerry Garcia band covered it at one point. It's a fairly well-covered standard. Uh, the Blues Brothers backup band, as I mentioned, um, the lineup that appears, at least in the movie, is Steve the Colonel Cropper, Donald Duck Dunn, Murphy Dunn, Willie Too Big Hall, Tom Bones Malone, Blue Lou Martini, or Marini, excuse me, Matt Guitar Murphy and Mr. Fabulous Alan Rubin. And uh, there we go. We're going to play that uh, bunch of songs and we'll be back.
back here at the Destillate Club. We like to do for you now a tune entitled Shamalama Ding Dong. So hit it. She 
find somebody. Hold that woman, hold that man, love him, please, and squeeze her, please, sir. Hold, squeeze, and please that person. Give them all your love. Signify your feelings with every gentle caress. Because it's so important to have that special somebody to hold, kiss, miss, squeeze, and Some great performances in that fucking movie. I love that film so much. Um, it just hits all the right notes for me. No pun intended there, but uh, that's a great fucking film. Um, moving on, before we get to our break in the show, uh, we're going to look at one more film here, a few tracks from that film, and we're going to get a little bit more punk rocky here. We're going to look at, ladies and gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains, from 1982 a kind of uh, it was sort of an unfinished movie for a little while a lot of production problems behind the scenes Um, just Nancy Dowd who wrote this thing put her uh, pin name Rob Morton on it because she wanted to disown it because there were so many troubles in production and kind of rewrote her ending and stuff like that Um, but of course very much inspired a lot of uh, girl groups, girl power, punk rock groups and stuff like that uh, in its wake, even though it wasn't a major success itself. Um, but yeah, the, the Stains, Diane Lane, Laura Dern, Martin Can- uh, Marin Cantor as this group of uh, maladjusted young teens. Diane Lane, I think, was 15 and did a nude scene in the film. That's a little creepy but um film's got great music in it though uh it's mostly in part thanks to paul cook and steve jones from the sex pistols uh showing up in this um and we're gonna get into the details here a little bit uh so the first track is joined professionals and this is from Paul Cook and Steve Jones uh, post Sex Pistols band The Professionals and then we're going to get into Waste of Time this is done by Barry Ford and Nancy Dowd so Nancy Dowd not only wrote the movie but wrote the lyrics to this and Barry Ford um, was in the production side of things I guess basically recording all the music for this uh, I couldn't quite confirm that but um, Barry Ford is a UK uh, reggae drummer, guitarist, vocalist and producer so I think he was basically in charge of doing all that stuff Nancy Dowd as I mentioned 
she's done other stuff other than the stains. Uh, she wrote for um, Coming Home, Slapshot, Straight Time, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, some good credentials there. And I think Diane Lane actually is doing her own vocals on these uh, two tracks. So um, there's that at least. But uh, like Laura Dern and Mar- Marin Cantor, I don't think they're playing instruments, their own instruments. Um, then we have one final track here, and this is Conned Again. And this is by the fictional band The Looters which is Paul Cook and Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, as I mentioned, and Paul uh, Simonon from The Clash. And um, also Ray Winstone is in this, uh, playing the lead singer of The Looters. Uh, It plays Billy, the lead singer of The Looters. So uh, we're going to have those three tracks. We're going to hit our break, and uh, we're going to come back with more music. Yeah. 
there's this show called Movie Melt, and you probably know about it. Uh, and it's once every two... I have no idea how often this is uploaded. <laughs> and it's a show where a bunch of companeros get together, and we play some fun games, trivia mainly. Uh, we talk about new releases. Uh, we have some fun games where we try and guess the title of a movie based on stuff that really probably religious people write on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, it takes about 20 hours to record. There's always a failure midway through. Uh, and then the highlight of the week of the, of the show is um, reviewing a movie. Usually it's kind of a interesting, lesser-known cult-type movie, and it's uh, quite enjoyable. It sounds good in theory, yes. I might have a listen one day. Oh. Wow. Wow.
now I have revealed exactly why I'm here. I'll be your angel if you want to see how perfect sharing love with an angel can be. Okay, so out of the tracks that I've assembled for this, those two that just got played were no doubt the worst sounding uh, quality-wise out of everything on this playlist. Um, Apologies for that, but there's a good reason. There's been no official release of the music uh, that I just featured. Um, Those two tracks were from Rock and Rule, from 1983, an animated feature from Nelvana Productions uh, here in Canada. Basically, I I guess maybe it's a little wrong to say they're the Disney of Canada. That's not quite right, because who else is the Disney of anything other than Disney, right? But they had their fingers in just tons of animated stuff and live-action stuff stuff you probably didn't even think was from Nelvana, but they've they've made a little bit of everything. Um, and this was their first, uh, if I'm not mistaken, their first uh, feature film, and it was animated. And it's uh, this post-apocalyptic uh, musical, basically, had all kinds of performers from Cheap Trick to Lou Reed to Iggy Pop, Earth, Wind & Fire, featured on the soundtrack. Um... The first track you heard was uh, My Name is Mock, and uh, the character of Mock is this uh, aging uh, rock star who seeks to regain his fame and become immortal by um, raising a demon from another dimension, and to do it, he needs Angel, and Angel is the artist featured in the second song called Angel Song, and um, yeah, it's... I love that film, honestly. It's uh, kind of a unheralded classic, I think, in a, in a lot of ways. It was a total financial bomb when it first came out, but uh, it's a cult classic at the very least. Um, and uh, so Mock is sort of this uh, combination of like Mick Jagger, uh, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, David Bowie, kind of all mixed into one. And in fact, Lou Reed does the singing voice for whenever Mock's doing one of his songs. And in the case of Angel, it was Debbie Harry. And Debbie Harry went on to record a version of that song many years later for one of her albums, and it's totally inferior. Um, I just wish there was an actual official version of the soundtrack out there. I know there was like, I think a cassette version that was just very sparsely distributed. Um, 
I don't think it was ever like a super official release, but uh, so like the two songs you heard here was somebody basically trying to like strip dialogue or lower the volume of the dialogue uh, from characters talking while the music was playing. And so that's why the audio levels kind of go up and down a little bit, uh, unfortunately. But I mean, I love that movie. I love the music in it and I had to have it on the list regardless. All right. Continuing on, we are now going to look at two more songs here. First off, it's going to be You Can't Take No for an Answer from The Muppets Take Manhattan. And this is by Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, which is the Muppet in-house band for The Muppet Show. And Shows up in, probably shows up in all the movies. Like, I haven't seen all the movies. I've only started watching Muppet movies this year because I was watching them with Lee. Um, so we watched the Muppets take Manhattan, and I quite enjoyed it. And the song's pretty good, I think. Um, Dr. Teeth himself is uh, Jim Henson, at least at this point, is voiced by different people now since Jim Henson has died. Uh, the music itself, all the arrangement and production and shit on that is uh, Jeff Moss, who also composed for Sesame Street. Um, so yeah, pretty good stuff there. And then we're going to go to the Bonsai Jam from The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension from 1984 as well. And uh, this is by Buckaroo Bonsai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers, which is his team of basically adventuring heroes that uh, constantly save the world. I guess all the music here is basically done, at least composed by uh, Michael Bodlicker. Although Peter Weller did do some of his own playing on some of the instruments, apparently, because Peter Weller is a uh, man of many talents. So we'll get to that, and we'll be back with more music in a moment. No, no, no. 
want some music out of you characters. You want it, Artie? You got it.
right after uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan and Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai tacked on three other songs there for you guys. And you just heard Energy from Rock and Roll Nightmare from 1987. That was done by the Tritons, quote-unquote, the fictional band. And um, it's basically Thor, John Michael Thor, who's uh, acting in this film, quote-unquote, acting. Um, And there was a Thor in the Tritons. I don't know who the Tritons are exactly. I couldn't really find who those people were. Um, I assume just, like, some of the people he generally played with when he was on tour and stuff. Uh, the song itself was produced by Pepe Marcello, and I think written by Pepe Marcello as well, who was, um, I think, lead singer of The Good Rats, which it's a band I'm not familiar with, but he did a lot of stuff. Uh, he passed away in like 2013 or something, but he did a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, but Thor, John Michael Thor, Canadian legend um, and rock and roll nightmare even though it's a fucking terrible movie it's fun to watch and it's got just a bunch of Thor's other stuff in it too like when Thor is not stripping down naked and showing off his body he's showing off his uh, discography basically in the background of scenes so there you go before that we had Stand Up from Trick or Treat from 1986 Uh, the artist in the movie was Sammy Kerr but it's actually done by the band Fastway. Um, and if you, this is of course the '80s trick or treat. It's the one with Skippy from Family Ties, and Fastway. Fastway was a uh, British heavy metal band formed by uh, Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead and Pete Way from UFO. Although by this point, Pete Way was long gone from the band. I think he left in '82 or something, and they formed in like '81. Um, Tons of different lineup changes for uh, Fastway. Um, and then before that, had another classic, uh, Stonehenge. And I think we all know what that's from. This is Spinal Tap, 1984. And of course, the band is Spinal Tap, and they actually became a real band, basically. A real parody band at the very least for Christopher Guest, Michael McKean and, and uh, Michael McKean and Harry Shearer, and um, also Rob Reiner uh, is part of the writing credits along with those guys as far as all the music and such. And uh, yeah, that's the uh, famous scene where they have some uh, miscommunication with the stage props that they were looking for for the uh, Stonehenge. And (laughs) yeah, good stuff. All right, we're going to move on now and look at two more things here. First off, we're going to have Against the Ninja from Miami Connection from 1987. Uh, this is by Dragon Sound, the uh, band from our that was you know made up of our heroes in my, Miami Connection and uh, Angelo Gennati and Kathy Collier, who play Tom and Jane in the actual Miami Connection film, did write and perform this, as far as I can tell. They're on the credits anyway. I didn't see anyone else credited. And uh, of note, the song was later used in the game Far Cry, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon. Hmm. Never played it. But, um, yeah, Miami Connection's one of those so bad it's good 
kind of classics that was unearthed kind of kind of in the same vein as um samurai cop kind of had the same uh resurgence i guess is the best way to put it and then we're going to look at another heavy metal horror we're going to look at Dance on Fire from Black Roses from 1988. And the Black Roses are King Cobra. Uh, this was a, a lot of stuff in, in my list, by the way. It was pretty much Canadian-made. This was Canadian-made. Satanic Panic, heavy metal horror film, basically. Uh, King Cobra was formed by... Um, Marcy Free, who was known as Mark Free back then before she transitioned, and uh, Carmine Apice. And uh, yeah, not much more to say about that other than uh, more heavy metal horror from the 80s. So let's get into it.
Okay, so we've got a few tracks left before we end off the show. And we're going to start off with uh, two songs from another Canadian production, another, I dare say, Canadian classic this time out. Um, Hardcore Logo from 1996, the mockumentary about a punk band getting back together and the um, various characters in said band and their problems, uh, most notably the lead singer's uh, serious problems. And uh, it's just a great film. A lot of uh, actual musical stars in it, like Joey Ramone and, and the like. Um the lead singer is played by Hugh Dillon, who actually is a musician. Um, he's the uh, lead singer in the Headstones, uh, but here he's playing Joe Dick, and he's the only musician actually in the band. The rest is all actors, like there's Julian Richings and uh, some other well-known Canadian uh, faces in this movie, uh, character actors and the like that pop up in just about everything. Uh, this was directed by Bruce McDonald. The music is actually done by Hugh Dillon fronting the band Swamp Baby. Uh, there is another singer in that band, but uh, Hugh Dillon takes over the vocal performances here. And uh, I think Swamp Baby disbanded like right after this movie came out. So there you go. But they, they were like a 90s Canadian rock band, I guess. Although I'd never heard of them until I'd seen this movie. Um, we're going to look at Something's Gonna Die Tonight and Who the Hell Do You Think You Are from Hardcore Logo. And uh, yeah, it's good shit. Then we're going to move to a little bit of a different pace here. We're going to look at a parody of... Um, what's his fucking name? <laughs> oh boy. I am blanking. I'm doing this all live, by the way. I've got it all set up my soundboard. This is the first time I've done this for the show. Just wanted to try it a different way, see if it works well. And apparently, it's not working too well because I didn't put this guy's name in the fucking um, in the fucking show notes. But it's Pina Colada Berg from Club Dread from 2004, the Broken Lizard slasher film parody, and this is Coconut Pete, aka Bill Paxton. Uh, along with Nathan Barr doing the music. Uh, Nathan Barr is composed for movie and TV. He worked on some other Broken Lizard projects like um, The Slam and Salmon and Beer Fest, but he's also done like uh, Cabin Fever, Hostel and Hostel 2, and True Blood, the uh, TV series True Blood. The guy who did Margaritaville. Jimmy Buffett. That's who I was thinking of. He did Margaritaville. And so, of course, Coconut Pete is a thinly veiled parody of Jimmy Buffett. Although, I guess Jimmy Buffett actually exists canonically within the universe of Club Dread. And Coconut Pete is just kind of like always pissed off that Jimmy Buffett got famous and he didn't. Uh, I seem to recall. If, If that's not true, then it was some sort of Mandela effect thing that I believe since the last time I watched the movie. Anyway, moving on. We're going to look at Inside of You from Forgetting Sarah Marshall from 2008. And this is from the fictional band Infant Sorrow. And this is um, Russell Brand, of course, playing uh, Aldous Snow, who's later the main focus in 2010's Get Him to the Greek as this self-absorbed hedonist 
rock star who seems pretty bored with life, quite frankly. But uh, as far as the music goes, you got Russell Brand doing the singing, but then you got like Jason Siegel, Peter Sallet, and Lyle Workman providing writing and music and, and the like. Um, and it's pretty fun, just like the way they captured the self-absorbed rock star and, and all the bullshit behind that sort of thing. Uh, pretty spot on. And then we're going to finish off with What Have I Become from Green Room from 2015. This is by The Ain't Rights, which is Anton Yelchin, uh, Aaliyah Shawkat, Joe Cole, and Callum Turner. And basically this is a cover of a Human Brains song, as far as I know. And the cool thing here is the actors actually performed the songs, from what I can tell. They got trained, basically, to play and and how to look like a rock, uh, punk rock band by uh, Hutch Harris of American indie rock band The Thermals. And um, they come off pretty authentic. Uh, they go to that white supremacist bar and play their shit and tell Nazi punks to fuck off and all that, and, well, it doesn't turn out too well for them, but, you know... Um, But yeah, we're going to end off with a bang there, I think. Some good stuff. Uh, Thanks for listening. This was a big episode. Put a lot of work behind it. I appreciate you guys who listen to this show every time we drop another episode and who also listen to our other stuff. They must be destroyed on site, etc. And uh, yeah, 2021 was not great, but we've had worse. And... uh, We might even have worse next year. Who knows? But hoping we won't. So happy new year. And we'll see you in 2022.
trusted and you get let down by a person or a place or something you trusted. Well, you put up a fight till what's lost is found. Yeah! And you get knocked down and you get beat up and you reach for the bullet and you wait Who the hell you think you are? Your wife and kids are all in bed. 
I spend all my days here. You would too, if you knew what I know. I drop a little tree. Suck straight from the coconut's teeth. When it's just right, it makes your short hairs grow. Got a hole in my straw hat. Two tires on my Jeep flat. Maybe today I'll stay out of the sun. But the ladies are flocking. That means it's time to start cocking That brain freeze nectar That fills my gun Hoisted another glass In pina colada burp Coconut milk with a pineapple splash Don't forget that the rum comes third Pass that flat on my ass in pina colada bird Bloodshot eyes and a sore mustache Mouth tastes like pinata turd Promise not take it slow Down in pina colada bird Boost of lava is starting to flow Yes, I'll have to break my word With bikinis to my right Godless pina colada bird Slime mouth soup makes my head feel like Makes me feel like a dirty bird Dang, these drinks are strong Shouldn't have smoked that ball Now I'm too drunk to sing this song